0: Good afternoon, my Conscious Co-Creators. Welcome to another edition of the Conscious Consultant Hour Awakening Humanity. I'm very, very pleased that you are here with me today. We've got a wonderful, wonderful show in store for you. It's somebody uh, I think we'll have a lot of fun with today. Today will be a lighter show, much more fun, though we'll be dealing with a pretty serious topic. But of course, first, let's uh, have our quotes of the day from the universe and from Abraham. Let's see what the universe and Abraham have in store for us today. First, from the universe. Don't wait for those feelings of excitement, excitement confidence, and clarity before you take action. Take action first without them and they will follow. Go the universe. Uh I think the universe is having a little fun with us today, chiding us on to start taking some action. You know, sometimes we wait until everything is so perfectly lined up before we start uh, working towards those goals that we have, but uh, sometimes it's better to just start taking action, and uh, you start feeling better simply because you're taking action, and you start lining up with it in the process. And let's see what Abraham has in store for us today. The more in vibrational sync you are with who you really are, then the more you are following only those things that you're wanting. And the less resistance there is. And the less resistance there is, then the less delay between the idea of the thought and the receiving of it. Abraham. Hmm, interesting quote today from Abraham, and I, I, actually very apropos for for what we're going to be talking about throughout this show about being in alignment, being in sync with that which we really are. And you know, this was highlighted to me in the last you know couple of months when uh, I, I was at a um, kind of a, a weekend workshop. And we were talking about kind of visualizing things and writing it out backwards as if it already happened. And it's a exercise I'd done many times in the past without necessarily much success. And through the exploration of this workshop, it's because I realized that in the past, a lot of the supposed goals that I had really were not what i truly wanted what was truly in alignment with my own soul my own uh, spirit they were more like these external societal driven goals like everyone thinks we're supposed to have that big house and the fancy car and this amazing lifestyle and all this other stuff and while that's all great stuff You know, that's not really what turns me on. I mean, don't get me wrong. It's not that I don't want to have a nice lifestyle. Absolutely. Everybody does. But what's really, for me personally, more important, what came to light was for me, it's more about helping people. It's more about, you know, again, awakening humanity. It's more about raising the consciousness of the planet so that we can all have a better future. And so for me to be in vibrational sync with that helps to break down the resistances and then helps to, um, be much closer to allowing this stuff into my life much easierly, much more easy. Um, So, you know, it's interesting because our two quotes kind of are are, are like a dichotomy, looking at different sides of things. The first quote from the universe is about taking action, yes. The second quote is about being in sync with who we truly are. You see, the key is and the trick is when we're in sync with who we truly are, then our actions are much more authentic. They flow much more naturally. They're much more in alignment. So even when we're not feeling so hot and we take action, it's going to feel that much better. And when you are really lined up with your heart, with, with the deepest of your heart's desires, with your heart of hearts, when you're really lined up with your essence and what you're really all about, then... Between the time between when you have a thought about something, when you envision something, when you use your imagination to create something in the ethers first, and the time with which that actually shows up in your life, whew, talk about instant manifestation. It happens much more quickly, much, much more quickly. Again, it may not happen Instantaneously, it's not like as soon as we think something, it's going to pop out of thin air. That would be like chaos, knowing humanity. But the more in alignment we are, the the more quickly it comes about, and more, most importantly, with much less effort. The real effort we need to put forward is the effort in lining up, lining up, lining up, and when we're in alignment, then the rest of it it's like play. It's like going down the sliding pond. You just let gravity take you. You just let the stream of life carry you downstream, and that flow um, takes you along, and you can just enjoy the ride without having to make it so much effort. So, two wonderful quotes today from the universe and from Abraham. I hope you enjoyed them. Of course, we'll have our quotes of the day next week. So now it is my extreme pleasure to introduce to you Sherry Fink. Sherry is an inspirational speaker, a number one best-selling award-winning author and president of The Whimsical World of Sherry Fink. It's an inspirational brand. She creates Books, products, and experiences that inspire and delight kids of all ages. Yes, I'm a kid of all ages. While planting Sorry. seeds of self-esteem. Sherry is an empowering speaker who shares her strategies on overcoming adversity and living life with passion and aliveness as well as her own inspirational journey she talks about uh, her talks focus on authenticity confidence and personal empowerment so you know i'm really looking forward to having sherry on the show welcome to the conscious consultant hour sherry
2: thank you i'm excited to be here
0: thank you ah it's wonderful to have you on the show finally i know we talked a, a while ago and uh, it's great to have you here um I'd love for you to, to start off, before we have our, our first little break, just kind of talking about your own journey. Because, you know, sometimes people, when they, they see others who've achieved a certain level of success, they tend to think that, like, oh, they must have half it easy. Oh, look at them. They're an overnight <laughs> sensation. And they don't realize that that overnight sensation was 30 years or 20 years in the making.
2: Absolutely. Yes, um, so I I didn't start out as an as an author. I actually I actually ah. say I'm an accidental author.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Oops,
2: it was one of those things that happened once I got into alignment, and ah. um, I was in the corporate world for over twelve years, and I did online marketing ah. for big brands.
0: Okay, so you worked at those big you know Fortune five hundred or Fortune one thousand companies, doing sort of very traditional kinds of work.
2: Yes. Yes. And then I worked my way up and, you know, I kept thinking, oh, well, the next promotion or the next company or the next client, like that's going to be it. Then I'll be, I'll feel really fulfilled. I'll be happy. Mm. Um, but that's not what happened. Uh, what, what ended up happening was that I got up to the top of the ladder, you know, it was very accomplished and, and felt very rewarded, right. but didn't feel fulfilled. And uh, then realized that my ladder was up against the wrong wall.
1: Uh (laughs) Aha.
2: And then I had that fear of, like, oh my gosh, like, I worked so hard. Like, I pretty much wrapped my entire identity around this career. I mean, I have a master's degree, I got a business management program. Like, Mm. you know, all these things I had done to propel myself in that direction. And then I realized. Oh, maybe this isn't really where I want to go.
0: Right, because like that's the direction you were probably taught since you were young. Like this is the the direction of the successful professional and this is, you know, of course what you should do.
2: Yeah, I was very motivated to achieve because I grew up very modestly.
0: Uh, I mean,
2: very, very modestly uh, and okay. no one in my family had ever gone to college and you know, I wanted to like Blazed that trail, and I wanted the sexy job with the big title and the big money and the perks, and and once I got it, I was like, wow, um, this is not what I thought. (laughs) (laughs) So I was out of alignment, and during that time, when I was doing some soul searching about, you know, what my next step might be, I had this gift of adversity, and at the time, I didn't see it that way at all. Mm. I couldn't see through it beyond that moment and that moment was filled with pain because I was being bullied in the workplace um very badly and I didn't Uh, know how to handle it and so uh, I tried everything that people tell you to do I read books I talked to HR I talked to my boss I talked to the person I tried everything I could think of Mm. and everything other people told me and Mm. none of it worked really and I was heartbroken because I liked my job. I mean, I, I wasn't in love with the career anymore, uh-huh. but I, you know, I enjoyed what I did and right. I felt like it was valued. Right. So I didn't want to run away. I mean, I worked hard to get there. Right. So right. at the time I was driving to work one day and I was crying and uh-huh. just so upset. And I had this moment of complete surrender where I was like, I would do anything to make this better. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't until I had that, that absolute surrender mm-hmm. that this idea came to me. And it was about a rose that grows up in a weed bed and thinks that she's the weed. Oh. And then it wrote through me in the car on my way to work. Mm-hmm. And I lived in Orange County, California, so there were a lot of stoplights. So I was <laughs> riding it on my leg at the wow. <laughs>
1: and.
2: Uh, and it really—it literally wrote all the way through, from the very beginning to the very last line. Wow. And um, nothing like that had ever happened to me before. And I didn't know what it was. Mm. When I got to work, I put it away. I didn't tell anybody about it, because that <laughs> sounded crazy. <you>
0: know? <laughs> <laughs> right, right. This you automatic know, writing thing I, in the car. Ooh
2: yeah yeah but it was intense and it and it felt like almost magical to Mm. me like i i didn't even meditate back then Mm -hmm. i i didn't feel very spiritually connected to anything Mm -hmm. back then and so it was a very um spiritual like surreal moment for Mm. me and i put it away i ignored it
0: (laughs) (laughs) it's like what is this crazy stuff let me ignore it for a while
2: Yeah. Yeah. Because I was uncomfortable with it, Mm -hmm. you know, and I knew, I knew what to do to be successful in the corporate world. I was like, let me keep doing this. Mm -hmm. And, uh, but I did do something important that day. And I think your listeners can relate to this. And if they're, if they're in a situation that they're struggling in and they're not sure what to do, like, this is a good idea. I think, um, I made an exit strategy. So I decided that one year from that day I would either be at a different company Mm -hmm. or I'd be doing something in another industry or I'd be running my own business. Ah. I just made that decision. I drew the line in the sand. Ah. And I thought, oh, I'll be gone long before then. But then, you know, <laughs> reality <laughs> took over and I right. allowed other people's needs to be more important than my own. And I kept delaying, mm. kept delaying, you know, let me see them through this big launch. They want me to speak at the company conference. Let uh, me, you know, hire somebody else to get onto the team and balance it out so they won't be in a bad position. Let me take care of everybody else. Uh, <laughs> and then suddenly it was at that date uh-huh. a year later. uh uh-huh. And so I kept my promise to myself, and it was scary. It was so scary. But I turned okay. in my resignation, and oh. people thought I was nuts because I was giving up so much. Of course. And I didn't really know what my next step was. So at first, I was doing consulting for small businesses. So the same type of marketing I was doing for the big brands, I was doing it for local companies. Okay. And they, my clients were very happy, mm-hmm. but I wasn't. Mm-hmm. And I was still out of alignment, but I didn't know... I didn't know what alignment would look like or feel like.
0: Right, right, you know? right. Because you were so used to what you already knew. It was kind of like to, to make a change. You had to step out of what you what you knew. And that's very unfamiliar territory. And it's kind of like, where do I go from here?
2: Yes. And when you're so used to having everything you're doing like consumed, like... I was consumed by my career. Mm, you know, it, I thought about it all the time. Yeah. I strategized, I was available to clients constantly. Like I I didn't have a lot of um clear mental space for myself. Right, right. And I know I chose that, right. but at the time it was it was the way I thought I had to be right. in order to be of service.
0: Right. Wonderful. Okay.
2: I did no balance.
0: So so let's hold it there. Before we get to what your next step was, we're going to have a quick commercial break. So we'll keep all of our listeners on the edge of their seats to find out <laughs> how did Sherry Fink make that change, that leap from uh, the business world to the whimsical world of Sherry Fink. Okay? Okay, Sherry?
2: Sounds great. Okay, wonderful. So,
0: everybody, please stay tuned. You're listening to the Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity. We're speaking with Sherry Fink, and we will be right back.
3: listening to the Talking Alternative Network.
0: Are you on a path of consciousness or spirit? Is personal or spiritual empowerment important to you? back to the Conscious Consultant Hour Awakening Humanity. We're talking with Sherry Fink, president of the whimsical world of Sherry Fink. I love that title. Um, and uh, Sherry, we were just in the middle of you telling us how you made that transition from sort of the business world to, to what you're doing now. And um, we, we got through the sort of the professional career, the inspiration in the car, and now you're... Basically being a consultant, right? I mean, you t- basically took these, these professional years of experience working for large corporations. Now you're just applying the same skills, but as a consultant for small businesses.
2: Absolutely. Yeah. And then I went to a conference, and I had planned to go to this conference over a year in advance. Uh-huh. Um, it was Jack Canfield's Breakthrough to Success. Oh, okay. And I knew I was meant to be there, and I had never gone to any personal development conference before. (laughs) Oh, okay. And while I was there, not only did I learn amazing tools like how to meditate and um, how to set goals that aligned more with my soul, Mm -hmm. uh, because I've always been very Mm goal-driven, but I was very um, head and not oriented to the heart. Right, so getting more alignment. So I learned a lot of things like that. But I also had this random conversation. And it was this woman I'd never met before, and she started asking me about writing. And I said, you know what, I, I've only written business and marketing stuff. It's really boring. You know, you wouldn't be interested. And she was like, no, 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 you've got more. And it was the oddest conversation, uh-huh. and she wouldn't leave me alone. So finally, <laughs> I remembered that story I had in a drawer
1: uh-huh. from
2: Over a year before, and I said, You know what? I do. I have this little story. And she said, Tell me. And so I told her the story, and she said, I just got goosebumps. You Mm. have to do something with that because my grandchildren need that message.
0: Oh, interesting. And that's
2: when I thought, Maybe it's a children's book. Uh huh. And I couldn't stop thinking about it. It was like, delicious and scary at the same time mm. you know that thing where you feel compelled but you're like oh but could I
0: yeah you know yeah. like
2: almost as if I needed permission right, it was right. weird
0: it's kind of thrilling and scary at the same it. moment yeah
2: yeah so when I got home all I could think about was doing this book I pulled the story mm. out of the drawer I asked 20 people to read it um, people who either had children or were teachers or ran nonprofits for kids. And, I mean, this was a huge act of boldness for me mm. because at the time I wrote it, I didn't even tell anybody I wrote it, <laughs> <You know? laughs> much less let anybody read it. You know? right. And I was known, you know, for being in this corporate world role. And anyhow, so I had 20 people read it. 18 people came back to me and said, I got goosebumps reading this story. Mm. And that was wow. before editing, before images, no illustrations, nothing. Wow! So I was like, you know what? Maybe I could do it. And then every day I would be so afraid, like I don't know what I'm doing. Like, what? It, mm. You know, who, who am I to write this book? And then I, I started right. thinking about all the kids that would benefit from it. And. Mm i just got so in alignment with that passion for helping them and like Mm -hmm. i wanted them to know how precious they are i wanted them Mm -hmm. to know that it's okay to be whoever you are and it doesn't matter what anybody else thinks like i just wanted them to be their authentic selves so that they could grow up happier healthier and really go for what they want right now rather than wait you know until they have something hit them over the head later (laughs) (laughs) right so when i got in alignment with that passion It dwarfed the fear, enough for me to take action every day. Okay. So So within six months, I did it fast because I knew if I didn't go fast, I would chicken out. uh, So it took six months, and then I published The Little Rose, and then within two weeks, it became a number one bestseller on Amazon, and it changed my life.
0: Wow. Wow wow and And I imagine you must have gotten tremendous positive feedback once you published the book from people's experience of it,
2: oh my gosh i when I was doing it, I never expected fan mail. That was something that never even oh. crossed my mind. I mean, I was hoping you know maybe I would get to read in a school or or something like that but but I've been getting fan mail I mean the farthest away is from Bali mm. and it's wow. extraordinary, and not just kids. Oh, really? Adults, too. Ah. Because we all need the messages that are in these books.
0: Yes, yes. And it's interesting how, at least the way you described it, um, the thing that kind of pushed you out of the corporate world, you called it corporate bullying, which is something that kids experience, right? We don't normally think of bullying as an adult, but we do experience it, don't we?
2: Yes. And whenever, and I was so when I originally came out with the book, I didn't want to tell that story. Mm. I didn't want to tell the origin story. And I had a coach at the time, and, and she was like, you have to tell the story. Right. <laughs> That's what people want to know. And I was so embarrassed. But the thing is, like now I've been sharing it for over five years on mm. stages and in classrooms and with adults and kids. Mm-hmm. And every single time, Sam, every time, Hmm. At least one person will wait till the very end after everybody else has left. Hmm. And I know she's coming and she comes <laughs> up to me and she sometimes with tears in her eyes will tell me, I'm going through that right now, or oh. I just went through that, or my best friend is going through this oh. and nobody talks about it.
0: Right, right. It's I more mean,
2: common than you think.
0: Uh, very, very common. And, and it's so interesting because I know a lot of people talking about it. Um, In schools, I I mean, I must know half a dozen people who all are working on some form of anti-bullying campaign for schools and for kids, but I don't hear anybody talking about an anti-bullying campaign for adults.
2: Yeah, and I don't even like the words anti-bullying. Like, I prefer personal empowerment.
0: Yes, yes. Because
2: it's it's ultimately not about the bully, you know? It's about the person, like, believing in themselves and, and rising above. Right. And knowing that no matter what, like their voice matters.
0: Right. Absolutely. Absolutely. Not just their voice matters, their authentic voice matters.
2: Yes, exactly.
0: Because isn't that what we're really most afraid of? We're really most afraid of just being authentic, being who we truly are in front of other people and not being accepted for it.
2: And the crazy thing is mm-hmm. that when that's the only time the magic happens mm-hmm. is when you are your authentic self. Yeah. Get out there and you goof off and you make mistakes. And you yeah. laugh at yourself. And, you know, yeah. I think that's the um, that was a huge takeaway for me because in the corporate world, you know, I always like to be very professional. And right. whenever I I'd speak, I'd, I'd have a suit and I would talk very professionally. And now right. I get on stage with rainbow hair and I laugh <laughs> and I have fun and I, you know, I ask questions of the audience. And I never know what the kids are going to say, but it makes it that much more exciting. Yeah. And that's what resonates with them. Yeah. Telling your heartfelt story and telling the truth, the, the right. emotional truth.
0: And, and you know, I, I have to tell you, like, one of the main reasons I really wanted you to come on the show and, and help me to discuss this idea of authenticity was because when I saw on your website and different pictures of you, you had the pink hair, the rainbow colored hair. But I could tell that. It wasn't you putting on a gag. It wasn't you like donning something just for some publicity stunt or for the sake of, you know, well, I'm doing children's books, so I, I should put on a funny wig. You genuinely enjoyed it. And this was really you allowing your inner child, in a sense, to kind of come out and play. And it felt very authentic for you.
2: Thank you. Yes, I love it. And I was the, it was the biggest surprise to me, too, hmm. <laughs> Before, I mean, you would have really respected me in the corporate world, but you would not have known that I was a pink and sparkly unicorn. You would not have (laughs) known that. (laughs) But the truth is, I've always been that girl. I've always been that girl. And for me to try to be something different was inauthentic for me.
0: Right so so yeah and it's, it's a valuable lesson to learn it's we can be successful and be inauthentic absolutely yes. it's possible we can follow all the right steps we can still be quote-unquote successful by society's standards but we're not truly happy when we're being inauthentic are we
2: no it, it feels um it feels hollow it feels yeah. almost like a hmm, i don't know it's very unfulfilling success
0: yeah yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And and it's so valuable because we also don't really teach our kids to be that authentic, do we?
2: No, I mean, we socialize them just to be polite and to, <laughs> to follow right. the orders and, you know, all the things that help them succeed in school. To, so that they can quiet down and learn aren't always the best things. At least as an entrepreneur, <laughs> they aren't the best right.
0: right, and 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 it's you know it's it's kind of we're not teaching them that it's okay to be themselves, and and right. so when somebody comes up to them and gives them a hard time for being different in some slight little way if we haven't really given them the foundational support that it's okay to be different then they're just going to crumple in the face of this you know horrible threat
2: yeah and it's and it's well-meaning most of the time i think too like I, um, I was doing, a, I every now and then I do private readings in the children's hospital. I go to the pediatric oh, ICU, and uh-huh. some of those kids, they're in isolation, so you have to have, uh-huh. you know, the, your full body covered, your mouth right. covered, like everything right. to go uh-huh. in, and I'll go in and spend time with them and read a book. And there was this one little girl, and she had had surgery the day before, and she was mobile. But she, you know, she was confined to her room. Right. And she kept playing with Play-Doh while I was reading. Uh. And her mom was like, stop that. Like, you need to pay attention. But every time her mom would interrupt, uh-huh. the little girl would very quietly go, shh, and go back to playing with her Play-Doh and wait for me to read again. <laughs> and when I, told her, when I realized, and most people don't know this, like, I told her mom, I said, I think you might have a kinesthetic learner here. Uh. Because she is paying attention while she's playing right. and she retains and and um, she's more attentive when she's moving. Mm, and goodness. so she's not like, being rude. Right. Like she's getting the maximum out of this experience for herself right now. Right. And she was four.
0: Wow. Four years old.
2: And her mom was like she, almost in tears. Right. She said, I have the hardest time getting her to sit still and pay attention, and I never ever thought about it like that. Right. And I said, "Yeah, I, I think you might have, you might have a, a kinesthetic learner. Right, I don't right. think there's anything she's doing to disobey you. I don't think she's intentionally being difficult. I think she's do, she's doing what's naturally best for her.
0: Right. 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 You know, right. and it so, was
2: just." Like this huge relief in the room, you know?
0: (laughs) Wow, wow, okay. Beautiful, beautiful, beautiful. Okay, so uh, it's time for us to take another quick commercial break. When we come back, let's talk about, again, this importance of authenticity and how not only is it important for children, but how important it is for us as adults as well sounds great wonderful so everybody please stay tuned and of course if you would like to call in and ask uh, your own questions of sherry or myself feel free to call in at 877-480-4120 you're listening to the conscious consultant hour awakening humanity and we'll be right back
2: You are listening to the Talking Alternative Network.
3: Have you ever considered consulting a roadmap when you feel you need help getting to your destination? When the normal path seems blocked, a little help can come in handy when choosing an alternate route. Your natal chart is a map of your potentials. It addresses relationships, finance, business, health, and above all, creativity. Current planetary cycles can either support or challenge your objectives. I'm Montgomery Taylor. If you would like to explore the help of a private astrological reading, please contact me at Monty at com. That's Monty, M-O-N-T-Y, at MontyTaylor.com. TalkingAlternative.com.
0: Welcome back to the Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity. I, my guest this hour is Sherry Fink, author of The Little Rose and president of The Whimsical World of Sherry Fink. And you've written other books since the original uh, um, book, uh, children's book, The Little Rose, right?
2: Yes, I have five children's books in the series. Ah, and then okay. I have an inspirational journal for grown-ups called My Bliss Book. And I have another book that's very different that's going uh, to be debuting in February called Cake in Bed.
0: Cake in Bed. Ah, why is it going to be so different?
2: Because it is a contemporary romance novel for adults.
0: Oh, interesting. From kids' Week to contemporary romance novel, interesting. Ah, that's a shift. Um, so I really want to talk about you know this concept of authenticity and and really why it's so important you know, not just for children, for us as adults, because if we can't be authentic in front of our kids, how can our kids learn how to be authentic themselves?
2: Right. Right.
0: So, I mean, you had a series of experiences that, that kind of helped to, to kind of, Give you a a a bang over the head to say, "Hey, Sherry, you need to, you know, kind of shift things around." You know, for many people, that's not necessarily uh, the best thing for them. How how do you recommend people find what is really authentic for them within themselves?
2: Um, well, I think. It takes practice, right? Mm-hmm. Like, I think as kids, we're really right. good at it, and then it's trained out of us for, like, for a good reason, but right. with the side effect of us not knowing what we want. Right. So I think as an adult, it's just thinking about, you know, every, de- every decision, like even, um, which should I have for lunch? Think about mm-hmm. what brings you the most joy. Mm-hmm. Like, whichever one gives you the body sensation of feeling excited, mm-hmm. then that's the one to choose. Okay. And meditation helps a lot, too. Like, I've, I've been yes. meditating for five and a half years now, yeah. and it has really made a difference for me because I used to have so much mind chatter mm. that it was hard for me to listen to myself. Mm. <laughs> yes. But now, yes. you know, it's it's easier. It's not always simple, like, but it's easier than it was.
0: Right, right, yes. yes. Yeah,
2: I mean, I think, too, sometimes when you get that... You get an idea or you get that spark of inspiration and you can't stop thinking about it, mm-hmm. whether it's like a, a vacation destination or a potential new job or a business idea or a book idea. Mm-hmm. And if it just keeps with you, it stays with you. And for me, I feel it like in the middle of my body. Mm-hmm. It's, it feels like juicy and exciting and scary and all those things at one time. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. when I know I'm onto something.
0: Right, right, right. Yeah. Can't
2: not Uh, do it.
0: And, 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 you know, sometimes people think, well, if I'm being authentic, then it should all be flowers and roses and everything feel good and nice. But it can also be scary at the same time because it's so unfamiliar to our normal day-to-day operation, isn't it?
2: Yeah. And in my own experience, I can tell you it is Mm -hmm. harder. It doesn't make your life easier on the outside, but it's Mm -hmm. so much easier on the inside. Ah, When you only do the things that are a hell yes for you, Mm -hmm. then you're excited about your day. You're looking forward to what you're doing and the people you're going to spend time with. When you say yes to everybody else, it's a no to yourself. Mm. So if you're spending your day doing things that don't bring you joy and spending it with people you don't enjoy that drain you, you get home. And, yeah, it was easier because you never had to say no to anybody. But when you get home, you said no to yourself so much that you denied your authenticity, right. that it just, it saps you.
0: Right. Right. Yeah. Because it it's, you just feel so drained because you feel like you gave and, gave and gave and gave and gave and gave and there was nothing there for you to take in to replenish you and to nourish you.
2: Exactly. and And because you're so busy doing everything for everybody else. And I'm not saying like, you're, you know, be, don't be a giver. I don't mean it like that at all. No, no, I mean, no. give from an authentic place. But because right. when you're so busy trying to make everybody else happy at the expense of yourself, there's no time to focus on your dream. Right. And if you don't create what you're here to create, when you go, it's gone, too. Right. There's no legacy there. Right. People aren't going to be like, oh, well, she was so nice. She washed my car every week. No, they're <laughs> gonna. They want to remember you. She created the book series that my family has loved for generations. Right. You know, something like that. Like it, it. I think it also creates more magic and meaning in your life because when you're authentic and people and you spend the time with somebody, they know you could be with anybody else, but you choose to be with them. Right. So it makes it more special for everybody.
0: Right. Right. And, and they know that, you know, in a world where people say things just to please other people, that if you're known for being authentic, when you say something to somebody, you, they know you mean it from your heart and it sits with them and it resonates with them much more deeply.
2: Yes. And it, it creates emotional safety too. Right. Because if people know that they can trust their dreams with you, that they right. can trust their heart with you in your presence, Right. The conversations are so much more meaningful. Right. So you go to bed more fulfilled. Right. And yes, you say no more. Right. But you get better at it over time, and then you realize that every no that you give out that would have been, <clears throat> you know, a half-ass yes, mm-hmm. is a huge yes to you.
0: Mm. Yeah, it
2: feels better. It's like you're taking care of yourself.
0: Right. But it also feels better for the other person. I mean, I, just this past Saturday, um, I, was, I was going to a workshop, and before the workshop, a friend of mine I knew was going to be there, and I wanted to ask him some questions, like, "Hey, Peter, let, let's like get together ahead of time and, and like ch- chat and catch up and stuff." And we had a wonderful conversation, and I, and you know, in the middle of it, I said, and, "And Peter, like, how are things with you?" And he's like, "Oh, well, you know, the week started off great, but and, you know, I had kind of this dip in the middle, and you know, we talked about it." And, and he said, like, you know, by getting together with you and like having this real deep conversation, it made him feel better. Yes. And so it, it, it actually, in a way, even though it was me asking him questions and wanting to get some advice from him because he knew I was coming from an authentic place and I was being authentic with him, it, it engaged him so much that that it it helped him to kind of forget about the the things that were giving him difficulty during the week and made him feel better about you know his his own life
2: it's powerful
0: yeah yeah why do you think it it's i mean in this day and time that it's it's almost more important than it's ever been to be authentic i mean i don't know if that's a fair statement or not i mean it's always important to be authentic but somehow it feels like in today's society and the world where things change so quickly that really authenticity is is more necessary than it's ever been before
2: you know i was thinking about this before our interview and Mm -hmm. I feel like you could be onto something there, and I think one of the reasons why is because we're getting bombarded with messages faster and with a um higher frequency than we mm-hmm. ever had before,
0: yeah, yeah absolutely and the
2: higher quantity I mean, yeah. and, and, and from and everyone, all over the world yes, yes and and I love social media, I mm-hmm. love Facebook but it but it's interesting once you have a lot of um brands that you follow and a lot of friends on there mm-hmm. like it's interesting the diversity of messages that you receive and yeah. then to see how many are just um kind of surfacey yeah you know um yes. like i think it's interesting what people have for lunch but i'd rather <laughs> know what it meant to them <laughs>
0: Like, why yes. is this
2: restaurant special to you?
0: Or who like, did you have it what with? What is with and... unique yeah.
2: about this experience that you're right. having that you feel compelled to share it? Right. You know, because I know it's there, but not everybody has the words to articulate it. Right. But, but those are the messages that resonate with me. Like, even if you're posting about your lunch, if you're saying, I just met, you know, the most amazing person and you know, and we shared this special meal prepared by the chef who was in this accident yesterday. And like, you know, like if there's a story around Mm -hmm. it, it's much more compelling and more authentic Mm -hmm. to me.
0: Yeah. 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 Absolutely. And I think
2: that's why it's important because there's so many more people putting messages out. Mm -hmm. And a lot of times people want the appearance that everything's good or, and Mm -hmm. sometimes it is, Mm -hmm. but sometimes it's not. Mm -hmm. So I think, being able to have a candid conversation with somebody, maybe not over social media, but but to be real about who you are and not to be down in the dumps about it all the time, but you right. know. <laughs> right. If you right. don't recognize where you are, it's very hard to get going where you want to go.
0: Right. Right. Exactly. Exactly. Because it it's it's really having that level of honesty with ourselves and and having that level of honesty with others really in the end empowers us to move in the direction that we ultimately really want to move towards and not kind of, you know, oh, I think I should do this or maybe I should do that and and kind of go there wishy-washy or, 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 or not really being sure. But but when we're really, you know, speaking from our heart, then it's, it's much more obvious like, yeah, this is where I'm going.
2: Yes. And it'll tell you, too, who's on your path and who isn't, mm, because not yeah. everybody can handle your authenticity. And right. when I say authenticity, I don't mean being rude to people, never. Right, I don't right. mean it like that at all. Right. But some people, you know, they if you don't like everything that they like, they don't want to be your friend, and that's okay. Right. They're not for me.
1: Right. And then... Like, that, I
2: respect different people's opinions, and I anticipate that people have their own and not right. just be nodding heads you
0: know? <laughs> yeah 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 because you know we all resonate with certain types of people right uh, we all have our own tribe so to speak and we yes. our tribe does not have to be all inclusive of the entire world some people will resonate with us and some people won't and that's fine we can be respectful of the other tribes and we can be respectful of uh, differences of opinion but that doesn't mean it has to resonate with us or ours has to resonate with them.
2: I totally agree with you. And and in, from that perspective, being authentic makes your life easier hmm. because it cuts right. the clutter
0: right.
2: out of your business and out of your life. Right, right,
0: right. Wonderful.
2: Cuz if there's not a resonance there, if you're being authentic, you will not invest time there. Right.
0: Yes, absolutely. It
2: it frees up your time to focus on things that really do bring you joy and make a a bigger difference in the world.
0: Right, right. Exactly. Exactly. Wonderful. Wonderful. Well, believe it or not, Sherry, it's time for us to take our last commercial break. So when we come back, um, I don't know, maybe some tips for kids and adults or kids of all ages about, you know, how to explore this idea of authenticity and how to explore being more of ourselves. Okay. Sounds good. Wonderful. Wonderful. Thank you. So, everybody, please stay tuned. You're listening to the Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity. My guest this hour has been Sherry Fink, president of the Whimsical World of Sherry Fink. And we will be right back.
2: 24 Hours a Day.
0: And welcome back. We've been speaking this hour with Sherry Fink, a number one best-selling author of children's books and books for adults and soon a contemporary romance novel. What was the name of the romance novel again? Cake in Bed. Cake in Bed. Mm, Two of my favorite things, Cake in Bed. (laughs) (laughs) So, so Sherry, tell me, I'm sure, like, you know, people view you as somebody who's been able to really embrace her authenticity and and really uh, kind of shine um, while being authentic. And I'm sure people kind of come to you for advice on, you know, how can I be more authentic or how can I help my children to be more authentic? What kinds of advice do you usually give people just to kind of help start them on the path?
2: You know, most often people ask me, how can I be brave like you? Mm. And what I find is, what they're really asking is, mm-hmm. how can I be more authentic?
0: Ah, uh, I see.
2: And for me, I mean, I think one of the biggest things that's helped me personally is spending time alone. Oh, like okay. Literally, like just being with my, and, and it helps as a writer too right. to clear your mind. Right. But being away from other people's opinions, uh-huh. like long enough to form your own. Yeah. And it yeah. doesn't mean you're a hermit or anything. It just means right. that. Every moment of the day, you're not trying to fill it up with interaction, so you won't be bored. Right? You know, because when you get to a place where it's silent on the inside, the choice becomes easy because you realize how unimportant it actually is. Right. You know, Um, and then another thing is thinking about the two different choices. Like if you're trying to decide whether to go to the desert or to the beach for your vacation, just to give a very you know, non inconsequential right. example, think about what will bring you the most joy. When you close your eyes and you picture yourself in that scenario, whether it's a business scenario or a vacation scenario or whatever, how does your body feel? Right. Does right. it feel relaxed and joyful or right. even excited and anticipating? Or does it feel heavy and like, um, like a burden almost. Mm. Like That happens sometimes when people, uh, a lot of people want to collaborate with me and I'm very grateful for that, but mm-hmm. it's rarely a good fit for me Right. and I'll do right. this test and my body will tell me right away.
0: Right, right, right. Like, does it feel expansive? Does it feel Sorry, uplifting or does it feel contractive?
2: Yeah. And most of the time there's no evidence to say, Oh, well, this is why it feels Mm. negative to me. Right. There's usually nothing there that would be like a red flag. It's it's just my body knows Right. and it's come from being quiet and still and listening and getting to know my own intuition better. Right. Um, Because I think everybody's is a slightly different indicator system, but if you embrace it and start using it, it'll work. And, um, And I think too, like, having the courage to to be different. And that sounds so basic, but very few people have it. You know, if, right. if someone, if a lot of people go along with the crowd, and, and that's okay, you know, if that's, if that's what makes you happy, but most people it doesn't.
1: Right. You Absolutely. know, because
2: they have their own unique viewpoint, and even if it's just like a, a little seed of a viewpoint, to just blindly go along with someone else doesn't feel right. Right. Because you have something else growing within you, and... Um, I would say to, to be around other people who appreciate your authenticity. You mm-hmm. know, um, when you're growing your career, and you know this, and you're growing your yes. business, the people who are around when you're, you're just starting out aren't necessarily the people who are going to be around five years later.
0: Right, exactly.
2: Because not everybody, you know, it's just not everybody's on the same path. And being right. okay with letting go of the things that are not authentic for you, whether that's mm. a business relationship, personal relationship, um, For me, even location. Like, I lived Mm. in a place where I could not write. I don't know why I couldn't write there, but I just could not produce. I'd always have to go outside of my environment, and that cost me a lot of time and energy. And when I moved into a place that was really inspiring and I had a studio there, it was like, whoa! Suddenly, you know, the writing is flowing, and it's just such a different feeling. And I fought it for so long at the other place. Right. And then all I needed to do was make a shift.
0: Right. And it wasn't necessarily (laughs) a logical move per se. It was just a move based on the feeling.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And it didn't make any sense. Right. But I ultimately did that. And then, wow, what a difference. Right. What an enormous difference. Right. So I think listening to ourselves, and if we have a heavy feeling every time we're around a certain person or in a certain space or, you know, just listening to yourself and not being a jerk about it. Right. But just almost um creating standards and boundaries for your life.
0: Hmm. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And and it's and and it's okay like if to change your mind. You know, sometimes we're too afraid of people thinking we're flaky because we've decided to do something different. And, you know, we all have that right to change our mind. We all have our right to say, you know what? Yeah, yesterday I loved that. Today, not so much. And yes, my opinion has shifted and changed. And sometimes when we do allow ourselves... That space, that quietness, that you know, time to not be on our phones and not be on our computers, to maybe whether it's with nature, maybe or just in our homes or our apartments, to just kind of be by ourselves and be with ourselves and, and feel safe with ourselves, that then you know, kind of what we really feel about something can come up and say, oh, you know what. I know I've been going along with this. I've been saying this is such a great idea, but it really doesn't resonate with me. I really need to shift and change and say how I really feel and, and now I want it and now I have to be different and and that's okay.
2: Yes. And that is a brilliant point. Being willing to take an honest look at it and make a different decision, even if in the past we said something different. Right. I and mean, it's huge. And being willing to let go of attachment to how the other person feels about it or, or or anything really, because you're being born new every moment and you get to decide, like, are you going to feel obligated or are you going to feel excited? Right,
0: right, right. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And, and and ultimately, I mean, I don't know if you agree with me, but getting back to that point about why authenticity is so important today is I feel like, because we're exposed to so much, people are able to feel when someone's being inauthentic much more quickly than they used to. And it just kind of seems to me, and you know, again, this is one of those things, I don't have hard statistics about it, but it just seems that like if you're not being authentic, people will find that out pretty quickly these days. So it actually is more important than ever before to figure out what is authentic for us. So that when we put ourselves out there, people can resonate with us and say, huh, well, I may agree or I may disagree, but at least I know they're being authentic.
2: And and I feel like it's more important than ever before because it is the path to joy.
0: Ah, yes.
2: I mean, everything else is a distraction from that. Yes. You know, if you're living with authenticity, it doesn't mean your life's always easy. Right. Not by a long shot, but... Right. But it does mean that whatever you're doing is in alignment. And right. when you're in alignment, magic and miracles happen right. daily. And people will look at your life, and they will say, oh my gosh, you're so lucky. Of course, you're working your ass <laughs> off behind the scenes. <laughs> but when you do that in alignment, things come faster, just like you were saying in the beginning of the show. And, and it, it really is fascinating um, how quickly things will happen when you trust it. Yeah. Like when I started getting an inspiration to write a novel, I didn't know what it was mm. and I was uncomfortable with it. Mm. And I didn't tell anybody about it for a little while because I was like, "What is this mm. crazy thing. But, but the other piece of authenticity is embracing your creativity. Yeah. And my creativity is wild. Yeah. <laughs> It'll run all over the place. When I catch it, I better grab it and go with it. You know, yeah. <laughs> so I don't know how long I'll be able to hold on. Right. And right. I've always been, um, a little bit eccentric, you know, and I hid that for a long time, but, and my family knew, but it wasn't really embraced. It wasn't encouraged because it was different. Right. And now when I talk to kids or adults and they're like, I have these weird things happen to me. And you know, like I, I hear like these stories and, and I'm like, Oh my gosh, that's amazing. You're an artist. Mm-hmm. And they're like, what? I'm like, uh-huh. Yes, you're an artist. So your job is just to feel, feel out how it's supposed to best present into the world. Is it through writing? Is it through music? Is it through mm. painting? You know, what is it? Dance? Yeah. And they're so relieved when they yeah. hear that because everybody always has told them they're a weirdo, so they stop right. telling
0: people. <laughs> exactly.
2: And they hold it back. And exactly. it's fascinating. I have the same conversation with kids as I do with adults. Yes. And they light up the same way. At first, it's like in disbelief, like, really? Could it really be? And then by the end of the conversation, they're excited. They're like, I got to get home. I got to, you know, I got to start putting this stuff down on paper. I got to, you know, (laughs) and it's just, it's so awesome to see. It's like they unleash their authenticity because I'm authentic and I give them the emotional safety.
0: Wonderful. Wonderful. Ooh. Well, Sherry, thank idea. you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much. So much for coming on the show today. Um, unfortunately, our time is up. If if people want to learn more about you or follow you on social media, how where can they find you?
2: Oh, they can find me on my website at www.SherryThink.com. And it's spelled S-H-E-R-I-F-I-N-K. And on Great. Facebook, my fan page is www.facebook.com slash Sherry Fink Fan. And you will see me shining in my, my bright pink hair with my mermaid picture.
0: <laughs> yes, wonderful, wonderful. Thank you so much, Sherry. It's been a pleasure having you on the show for the hour. You have to promise me if you ever make it to New York City, you got to look me up so we can get together and share a pink martini or something. <laughs>
2: I promise. I had a blast. Thank you so (laughs) much. Wonderful.
0: Thank you. Thank you so much. And everybody, thank you for listening. I hope you enjoyed this hour. Um, We will be back next week with another amazing guest. Actually, next week's guest will be in studio. I'm very excited about this. Thank you for listening and we will talk to you next week.
2: You're listening to the Talking Alternative Network.
0: Are you suffering from aches and pains? Has traditional medicine let you down? Are you tired of taking toxic medications? Then come to the Double Diamond Wellness Center and learn how our natural methods can help you to heal. Call us now at 212-721-8183. That's two one two seven two one eight one eight three. Or find us on the web at www.doublediamondwellness.com. We look forward to serving you. Hey, all you crazy listeners, looking to boost your business? Why not advertise on Talking Alternative with very reasonable rates?
3: Interested? Simply email at info at talkingalternative.com. Have you ever considered consulting a roadmap when you feel you need help getting to your destination? When the normal path seems blocked, a little help can come in handy when choosing an alternate route. Your natal chart is a map of your potentials.
1: at www.talkingalternative.com
0: Now, broadcasting 24 hours a day, Talking Alternative. Are you on a path of consciousness or spirit? Is personal or spiritual empowerment important to you? I am Sam Leibowitz, your Conscious Consultant, and I am here to answer your questions and bring you experts in all areas of life to raise your awareness and support you in your evolution tune in at my new time mondays at 1 p.m eastern on www.talkradio.nyc that's mondays at 1 p.m eastern on talkradio.nyc
3: you're listening to the talking alternative network